1: the far close, can he get a shot off, it's Ferreira to get his second, yes he does, goes in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski, Sebas Ferreira has picked up the second, it's 4-2 to two in Houston Dynamo. Welcome back to the Houston Dynapod podcast. Guys, it's been uh, it's been an uneventful week, aside from the Open Cup win. Uh, as always, like, share, rate, review, and subscribe. We have a store. It's it's easy to find, HoustonDynapod.com. Go buy some stuff. My kids are hungry. And uh, don't forget this coming Friday. Not this Friday. Next Friday, October 13th. Friday the 13th. Galveston Bay Brewing. I will be hosting a comedy show with some of the best comedians in Houston. Get your ass out there. If you wear a costume, you get a free beer, and trust me, it's worth it. They're eight thirty three, and I know this because I drink there. But we have a very special guest tonight, coming to us live from a very colorful location. Is <laughs> Matt <laughs> is Matt Pollard from Holding the Highline podcast? They
0: cover the rapids. What's up, dude? Ben, thank you very much for um, for having me. I've just so Finn is a comedian. Are there is there soccer themed? Is there soccer jokes? Does that work its way into your comedy at all? So okay, all
1: right. Um, I have a joke where I tell my best friend, my best friend played division two college football. I played college baseball and I have this joke where I tell him, I go, dude, I'm, I'm going to a dynamo game. And he goes, what's, what's a dynamo? I said, it's a soccer team in Houston. He goes, we have, we have a soccer team. I said, yeah, we have a soccer team. And he goes, are you gay? I said, no, I'm not gay. And he goes, but <laughs> he goes, it's Texas. We like football. We eat steak football. And I was like, yeah, I like football too. And he goes, so you're by I'm like, dude, it's not how it works.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm good. You like it. That's uh, it's one of the Un- early until jokes. the until the homosexuality came in. You could have told that joke probably in Denver and you had that. I've, I've had that conversation 20 times. I am introduced as the soccer person in my workplace and everything. I have taken many people uh, from work to their first ever C38 tailgate and they had a fun time and then they see where the team is in the standings and then they say I'll catch you next year for Fourth of July maybe.
1: Dude, here's look. I I typically banter and talk a little bit of shit, but I am not gonna do it to you because you guys are going through it right now, and I I empathize because we went through it for a long time. And you Mm -hmm. guys, tell me tell me what's going on with y'all before we even jump into this shit because it's like it's awful, right?
0: Yeah, no. Well, first of all, I have to say, Finn, I, I feel like at least in my time in the in the American soccer MLS media as well, there's kind of a nice, almost like a not a, a good old boy's mentality, but like there there's an understanding when you interact with somebody else who is a fan of or covers one of the non big teams that it's like the we're in this together. We're like we're in on some level. We are the relegation fodder of major league soccer that are getting, you know, like the I'm not with one of the Atlanta people. I'm not with the guys who've got the LA money and everything, but like the there's so many ways in which I can empathize with the Houston Dynamo fan for the longest time, a Montreal fan, a San Jose fan. I met John John Arnold just maybe a year, two years ago when he came out for Rapids versus Dallas. And he said, like, they're basically the exact same team. Like, they made one MLS Cup final. Each has one major trophy. The stadium's out in the middle of nowhere. They've got decent homegrowns that they try to sell on to Europe. But, like, neither of these teams is winning an MLS Cup in the next decade. So I appreciate the empathy. Um, Finn, it's been rough. It's been... Uh, things have really boiled over and I think this was kind of the perfect storm of the season going poorly the head coach being scapegoated who for my money is the second best head coach in the history of the Colorado Rapids and the fans just seeing the apathy from ownership and just wanting some level of change some level of connection and just feeling like the club is locally statewide nationally internationally irrelevant and not going anywhere and a lot of people are pissed off and i'm honestly as as much as i'm proud of what the supporters have done recently as much as i think that people who work at the club and the players are familiar with what's going on and everything i don't know that anything that's gone on from the protests or the way that season's been so poor or how the team is funded or where they are from a revenue or a competition standpoint, that that's resonated into the consciousness of Josh or Stan Kroenke. And as you know, as a Houston Dynamo podcaster, I I think the only real solution here is that the owner gets fed up and decides to sell cash out and sell it to somebody who will commit to the project and be emotionally invested in the project. And I'm not convinced that anything that's happened in the last year has moved the needle on that front. Um, We are stuck with the hand that we've dealt and the owner that's going to continue to um, have them be, have the rapids me a tax write-off for their greater sporting ventures. And there's at least three other teams they're more interested in.
1: Okay. So I hate this guy. I just Googled him. I hate this guy's guts already.
0: (laughs) This fucking
1: guy. At, under a decade after marrying into the wealthiest family in the world, didn't even build it in fucking self. And then he goes and he is the owner of Arsenal Holdings, who I despise because I'm a Spurs fan. My co-host mm-hmm. is, a, is, a, is an Arsenal fan. That's his only flaw, Matt. It's his only flaw. Fuck Stan Kroenke. I'm with you. I don't like this guy. So, I mean, like, look, we went through it with Gabriel Brenner for about a decade and it took the fans. First, we got uh, the GM fired. I mean, we got we showed up with signs, people had bags on their heads. Fire Matt Jordan. Matt Jordan, I'm gonna I'm gonna this is gonna piss people off. For what he was given, he didn't do
0: horrible. We won an open cup. I'd say cup the with same him. thing about Pork Smith right now. We won an open cup. We made a
1: Western Conference final with Wilmer Cabrera, who now is struggling in USL. Uh, and our attacking trio that he had was Albert Elise from El Kyoto and Mario Minotis. He found those guys. He wasn't the worst, but Gabriel Brenner. I mean, he bought into the club for 50, 50 million. I think he purchased it for, he sold or 200 or 150, whatever it was, this guy made like 200% profit on the initial, the initial investment. You know, you're not, you're not looking at, uh, over time investments, but he did nothing in the stadium. The way the stadium was built, it's not conducive to the weather here. It's hot as fuck and it's open air, but it is downtown. Now we got the new owner and people were skeptical. He's a real estate investment guy as well. He's from New Jersey, which is why I like him. I'm from there too. And uh, he just came in and he talked the talk, like he talked it, but he's definitely walked it, man. Like you've seen what happened this in his first real season as owner, he got rid of I think it's eighteen to twenty one players, and uh, yeah, like I don't understand why they put these stadiums in the middle of nowhere. Who the fuck's gonna buy? It? You guys are you're not in? I've been to Denver. I love Denver. Absolutely mm-hmm. love it. I stay at the uh, Hostel Fish which is about a half a mile from it's a hostel there's a pizza joint and it's about a quarter of a mile from Coors field it's right there in downtown next to a dispensary uh but dude i went okay i watched the spurs game at a bar in denver with the colorado supporters and the guy sitting next to me had a seizure and passed out it was scary it ruined the game Mm -hmm. ruined the game i don't know if he had a seizure or what but he was drinking he was drunk and then he just collapsed and fell over, smashed his head. And he said It was a sickening thud. And uh, I won't watch Spurs games. I thought I was bad luck. It's like it's got to be me. But fuck Stan Kroenke. Ew. All right.
0: I'm sorry, man. I, I hope it gets better, dude. I do. It's it's is, hard to. Is he on the Nuggets I, I... too? He owns the Nuggets and he owns the Avalanche and he also owns the Los Angeles Rams and then Arsenal and then also the the Mammoths, the local indoor um, lacrosse team as well. And so there is a pretty decent. I don't, depending on who you ask, either gaffe or omission in terms of when the Nuggets won the championship, um, you know, just a few months ago, and then commenting on all of the KSC achievements that they've had recently. Obviously, there's no major title for, you know, Arsenal to have so far because they balled it last year. We'll see what they do this season. Yeah, Um, they're not going to, you know, but commenting on, you know, the Avs recently won the Stanley Cup and the Mammoth also won their whatever their. Competition trophy final is as well And the Rams won the Super Bowl You know at home at SoFi And then so depending on how different outlets Worded it they say they've had a nice Couple few years they're having a nice decade They're having a nice century and just like the Yeah the Rapids get you know underneath And everything you know the the Rapids could win MLS Cup tomorrow and it would never you know And and at at the Denver Post it wouldn't Get the clicks or the engagements that um, Anything from the Broncos At this point would have so See see, we um, had that
1: with the Astros the Astros have won two world series titles granted they cheated on one mm-hmm. but it was it was the individuals that were doing it like the podcasters the writers like there's nobody was doing it and now now that we're winning they are a little bit but you guys are one of the charter clubs you're one of the origins that's that yep. explains it has mm-hmm. he owned has he owned them the entire time
0: uh, no, uh, Phil Anschutz was the original owner. And there's a funny little story with that. He actually called Marcella uh 1994 U.S. national teamer, had that um, that bicycle kick at the Rose Bowl, I believe. And he was asked about. And so he called him and he said, hey, MLS is officially happening. It's going to be in 1996. I want a team in Colorado, but I only want I'm, I'm buying into X number of teams. This is Phil Anschutz, not. Josh, okay. thing are to be clear. And it's the, I want another team and I want it to be in Colorado, but I only want, you know, X number of teams. If I get certain players and everything, I want you to be one of those players. Do you want to be it? And do you want to be in Colorado? I, and like, I, I've heard cello Baboa say this, like re- record, recall this story multiple times. I don't think if cello says on the phone in that moment, fine, I'm coming to Colorado that the Colorado Rapids, I'm not sure that they exist today. Um, so yes, 1996 original. Um, but you 2004
1: know, it, he purchased them. Yeah, I see that now. Yeah,
0: 2004. So wow. um, he purchased the team, and then obviously 2007, to his credit, um, started the um academy, which is now uh, born fruit and everything. Uh, the captain of Rapids two, uh, the top team in MLS Next Pro is Ali Laraz, who is on the original um Rapids Academy team from like the original like U8s as well. So he's done a decent job from an academy standpoint. He did build an okay stadium for the time not in a location that ultimately go uh, went really well but it's yeah. just with every single thing that's happened either with a new owner coming in and revitalizing the existing club or with a new MLS expansion team coming in the Rapids are falling further behind and just to, to articulate this really well for you Finn um, the open letter that C38 posted it's maybe been almost a month it's been at least a couple weeks now um, towards the end of it they said you know the Forbes uh, club evaluations that come out every single year the Rapids in the history of that article series have been at or near the bottom of that list. And this past year, they were valued at $350 million or rough about. And so you compare that with the reported expansion fee that San Diego is about to pay. It's half 550? a billion. Yeah. Yeah the Colorado Rapids right now are worth less than teams that don't even exist in MLS or teams that only exist on paper. That is where this club is at. This is Oakland athletics, Billy bean. There are rich teams. There are poor teams. There's 50 feet of crap. And then there's there's the Colorado Rapids. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess, I guess you could say Landon Donovan's hair plugs are worth more than your team. That's low. That's low. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, shit, man. How, how long have you guys been podcasting? How long have you been doing this for?
0: Uh, this will be season number 6 So the nice. 2018 season was our first year That was the first year of um, Anthony Hudson If you guys remember him uh, He's currently losing every single game He's coaching in Qatar Yet somehow USMNT Twitter is convinced That he could come back and save The, um, the US Men's National Team from Triple from G But <clears throat> um, that was our first season um, I had the thought of wanting to do a podcast For a while And then my co-host Rabbi Mark Goodman Who you'll know on Twitter Listeners probably have saw underscore Rabbi who's been pretty active in the space. he used to be Rapids Rabbi on Twitter. We both kind of independently had the thought of like you know the club level podcasts are happening. This is a podcast that I would want to exist nobody else is doing it maybe I should be the person to do that I'm good at writing about soccer I find that I'm better talking about soccer and Mark and I had had lots of really good conversations in the press box and the stands at tailgates having a beer watching an away game and everything and so we both kind of independently had the thought I think I was the one that reached out originally like hey do we want to like are you interested in this would you want to be a sometimes contributor he's like no I'm I'm in Matt like we should be co-hosts and on this and everything recorded the first episode maybe 45 minutes in his basement was not super great. And he guys have are basements secure. in Denver. Uh, yes, we do have That's, basements oh, in Denver. I miss,
1: I miss basements so much. They must suck in the winter
0: uh yeah so cold cold. (laughs) they are great in the summer and they're great as a man cave and so mark had it as a man cave and then between that the carpet and the couch and everything really good audio acoustics for people who weren't doing any audio editing and you know six years later um you know we're now with believe.com and they're doing a good job helping us with hosting fees and everything and we got fancy mics and i've got a whole editorial set up everything and you know we've got depending on how the rapid season is going anywhere from 300 to 500, you know, downloads an episode. Um, That's good. Yeah. We've been doing it so consistently that we're, we're regarded as, you know, the, the stalwarts of the space. And Mark and I have, I think positively influenced a lot of other people that have wanted to get into soccer, blogging, soccer journalism. We've Mm -hmm. partially inspired another, I'd say the other major outlet that's doing multimedia stuff as well. Um, and so we're, we're really proud of what we've done. I think unfortunately, on the national level, maybe we don't get the respect that our quality is earned because our the teams are relevant. Um, but we're respected and liked and, uh, and a good platform for the the Rapids community here locally. and we've got a really good space. It, it's a lot of really good people. We're just all really sad because the team's shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, and you know, it's uh, just keep plugging away, man, this is this is year three for me. The first year was on my own. and then I I proposed. To Joey, my co-host. Uh, I, he actually lives in New Mexico, and I just met him for the first time about a week ago. I picked him up at the airport. We had a beer, and it was uh, hung out. I couldn't go to the game with him. I had to miss the FC Dallas match because I had my kids. Do you have kids, Matt?
0: I do not. I okay, do not. I'm, I'm going I'm to
1: tell, tell you something. Number one, they're expensive. Number two, they will crush okay. all your dreams. And number three, they make life all about them. They're so selfish. They just, okay. It's, just, it's like, Dad, don't go to the game and meet your friends hang out with us. And I'm like, ah, all right. I love my kids. Okay.
0: Well, just last summer I got broken up with potentially future. Mrs. Pollard and not getting back in the dating scene anytime soon. So I don't think I have to worry about that. If she broke up with you,
1: if she broke up with you, she was not the future. Mrs. Pollard. Okay. There are look, I've, I've been through many relationships. Number one, don't take advice from me. Okay. (laughs) I've been through many. Number two, Find someone that may This is honestly, find someone that accepts you for who you are, doesn't try to change you, and makes you better. That's okay. all I'm going to give you because that's that's literally the only fucking shit advice that I trust to give. I know. Yeah. Hey, don't base it on looks. I've done that, and I ended up with a keyed car, burnt clothing, broken laptops. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was wild. Anyway, hi, hey. This is the relationships. <laughs> this is the relationship segment of the podcast. And the, okay, the one I just told you about, I can see on my on analytics where they're listening from, this bitch still listens. Oh. Like, why are you listening? Why are you listening? Uh, okay. So it's okay. You know, one time I said, don't have kids. And a guy thought I meant he shouldn't, like, he shouldn't have kids. That's not what I'm saying. He got butthurt. He's like, he made fun of me not being able to have kids. I said, that's not what I did. I said, don't have them. Cause I got four. You want
0: one? You can have one, Matt. I got four uh I'm, I'm i'm good right now long distance father not long yeah i'm I, i'm not interested in any in any lone children at this I'll time FedEx, unfortunately I'll Fed, i
1: will i will fedex you one we'll poke some holes in the box we'll put a tablet in there we'll overnight her or him probably him my daughter's too special i love her i love him too much which son would i give you i don't know ah i'd have him flip
0: a coin i don't know i love my kids i'm not getting rid of them yet okay which, which, whichever one of us most like Coco Kataskia, that'd be the one I'd be interested in.
1: That'd be my oldest. He's the okay. only, he's a freshman that plays varsity soccer. He's fucking okay. Good. All right. But I'm I keeping think I him. Can... he might pay dividends one day. I doubt it. I mean, hopefully he pays for college. He's already doing like ECNL and he's had a couple of recruitment meetings. And I think I'm gonna try and get him to a, uh, a major identification camp in this in the over the, the winter break.
0: But, okay, uh, uh, I know some people at Colorado Russian. I know plenty of people at the Rapids Academy. So Matt, I wanted to go somewhere.
1: I wanted to go somewhere where the owners
0: care. Ooh, sorry, that's not going to work here.
1: Well, I mean, I don't trust. Denver's too much fun for a young kid. Mm. There's too many things that you can you send can
0: him, him up to Windsor on. to to hailstorm. We could send him to Switchbacks. Ownership scares at Switchbacks. Would you? Yeah. Would you want your kid in the USL? I wouldn't, out yo, out, I wouldn't mind. As dude, MLS yo,
1: Academy. Look, I'm I'm okay. Look, I, I am okay with him doing whatever the hell he wants. If he if he wants to play soccer, if he gets I'm trying to keep from getting burnt out. I and mean, right now, I got him in the gym. Wow, we are not on we are not on pace for thirty minutes, but we're having fun. Um, he's been I've had him in the gym with me working weight training because I try to explain. I said, dude, you're 14. You're about to go play against men. You're going to play against 18 year olds with beards, and you have to be strong in order to hold up and make it. That's right, a beard or a mustache. And he he gets it because now that he's playing, he's like, dad, they're big and they're fast. I'm like, I know I've been telling you that he's always played up. He's played up as far as two years. Right. Mm-hmm. But now he's technically playing up against some of them are 19 and he's an August birthday.
0: Ooh, so that's rough. He
1: will graduate yeah. at 17 years old. So but he's not he's he's a good kid. He works his ass off. Anyway, uh, thoughts on Robin Frazier firing. I think you mentioned second best coach in history, right?
0: I would say so. I think based on what he did, Um, if you look at from his time, if you look at from him taking over uh, right about four years ago, Labor Day weekend was his first game. And then they went on a run, had a chance to make the playoffs on decision day. Played at LAFC, got absolutely pasted. A bunch of other results didn't go their way that needed to. Obviously, 2020, to make the playoffs. You know what happened in 2021 with them finishing top of the Western Conference. There's so many statistical metrics you could look at it, Finn. But I think the only thing separating him from Gary Smith is Gary Smith has delivered the only trophy, major trophy in club history. And so that's the only thing for me. It was time. I think the message was clearly getting repetitive and redundant and not effective when it came to Robin Frazier. I won't say that he lost the locker room, but I definitely think that the message wasn't resonating, and I think he was certainly out of ideas. And I think Robin was limited to trying what he wanted to do based on the Rapids way, which was kind of the ethos that the club had in terms of evolving out of being um, bunker style Pablo Mastroini ball or maybe Owen Coyle ball or um, uh, or Dominic Kinnear ball Maybe would be a good yeah. parallel for what Houston had in the past and so i think the i think that had run in its course unfortunately robin at the time of the firing i supported it in that he was clearly part of the problem, but so many of the other issues were, um, you know, were far beyond him. We've already talked about what's going on in ownership. I think the person first and foremostly most at fault for the failures of the season is Pork Smith. 2021 was an absolutely fantastic season. And then you loan Cole Bassett to Nord in the Netherlands for with an option to buy and you sell Callan Acosta at a really weird time period when he wasn't already out of contract at LAFC yeah. that got to the midfield. You combine a few other exits that have happened throughout there. And while for some positions, there's been good, good replacement players. They've come six months too late. They've come a year yeah. too late. Andrew Goopman is fantastic. Andrew Goopman for not quite 700 K in gam, absolutely a fantastic steal with Atlanta United. Why did you not get him in the summer of 2021? or in the or in January of 2022, why could you have not gotten him then? Um, and so in, in that regard, just the the talent has deteriorated from 2021. And so the club can sit here and say that 2021 is the standard. You sold off a bunch of guys, brought in the guys that you could get because of the money that you didn't have available, and you could convince to be interested in the project. And some players regressed, some players got old, some young players have been put in difficult situations to learn, and understandably you regress. You combine that with Diego Rubio getting hurt, and jack price tearing his acl excuse me uh tearing his achilles in the Ooh. second home game of the season and that was your most important defensive and possession-based player in jack price and your most important attacking player in diego rubio understandably you're not going to be very good um so so as was, was
1: was a uh, uh robin Fraser? this i was looking through the coaching i'm not saying cronkey might be racist was he the only African-American coach employed by, by Kroenke, head coach?
0: I am not as um, employed by Kroenke as in, like, within KSC.
1: I mean, like, in his, his overall... Yeah, yeah.
0: Because um,
1: Arteta, Malone uh-huh. coaches the Nuggets. Lacrosse, I can only imagine. The guy's yeah. name is probably Doug or Jim. hmm But, you know, maybe you guys could throw that out at him as well. Be like, not only... Are you not investing in the club, but you're racist too?
0: Um, I mean, I would, uh, there's been, uh, there's fair diversity in terms of ethnicity and in terms of experience in the I'm help, Rapids. Just trying to help um, y'all out. Okay. You to um, get
1: ownership out because is the... a quick one to throw at them.
0: Yeah, well, I think the Robin Frazier was absolutely a standard bearer for the Rooney Rule equivalent issues that I think we've had in Major League Soccer when it's come to opportunities for him. I think he's spoken really articulately about that throughout his time, both as an assistant at Toronto with New York Red Bulls, certainly as the head coach of the Colorado Rapids. And yeah, for the longest time, you know, you could say that the only two... Coaches of color you had developed by the MLS system were him and then Wilford Nancy, formerly yeah. of Montreal, now with Columbus Crew as well. Nancy's um, a good
1: coach. Wilford Nancy's a good coach. Yeah, no, I do, Nance. I do like him
0: yeah amazing what happens when a guy does a really good job with when he helps his team out coach his coverage or outkick their coverage and then gets yeah. an opportunity to get proper resources and be competitive albeit by leaving a job but yeah i think the um I mean, Frazier... have, have, have
1: you heard of ben olsen because he was really supported in dc and look what he's doing now
0: yes so yeah I, I, i've been really impressed with what ben's done i think he's done a nice job of resurrecting his career to be fair i uh i a lot of people didn't like it man but
1: i saw it coming oh shit we're gonna end in 10 minutes so what we're gonna have to do is <laughs> we're gonna have to stop it in eight i'll cut this part out no i won't because they can know i'm cheap and i pay for the free version of zoom all right uh, we'll stop it and redo it all right so cole bassett who yeah. is he my co-host is smarter what does the future for cole bassett look like
0: cole bassett is a i guess formerly homegrown he got his u22 contract so um part of the rapids academy Really great young, um, mostly attacking midfielder, but he's been an eight. He's been an eight ten. He's played a little bit out wide in uh usually in a midfield three. Um, and then he's really good between the lines and then a late runner in the box. And he's not super tall. I I don't believe I can't imagine he's listed at more than six feet. He's probably listed at 5'10, 5, 5'11, 5, but he's got hops and he's really good when it comes to headers on set pieces that the Rapids try to emphasize set piece opportunities. This guy, he, this guy was
1: playing for the Rapids when he was in high school. That's correct. Oh wow.
0: Yeah, he was. Um, he signed, I believe it was summer. It was, I think it was summer of 2018. He signed with the team and then worked his way into the team. And then he was mostly a bench player in 2019, broke out in 2020. And then it was him, Kellen Acosta, and Jack Price at the um, 10, 8, and, um, and 6 and position in that midfield three as part of the 2021 team. Absolute breakout. Um, finished the season, obviously. Uh, he gets called in to the national team, albeit under interim Anthony Hudson at the time scores his first goal. I think that was against Bosnia and Herzegovina at uh in Carson, California in like November, early December, if I remember correctly. And then in January gets the loan move to fire Nord. That doesn't really work out for a myriad of reasons that we don't go, that I won't go into. And he came back this season, I think kind of with his tail between his legs, thinking that his opportunity in Europe failed um, and that, would have impacts in terms of him potentially getting in with the national team. And just his body language wasn't right. I think he was really frustrated with the way the season was going. He's a very emotional player in that when things are going well, that magnifies, helps grow his play. And when things are going really poorly, he can tend to shrink. He's been much better in the five, six games under Chris Little as interim manager, where I think the all the pressure and the expectation Um, given that Robin was such a big part of his career growth trajectory, uh, that that was relieving and the shackles have really been off. Chris Little has simplified the tactics and really told the kids to go play. And that is where Colbass is one of those guys where if you don't limit him and just tell him to express himself, he can really come alive. And so I think he's been one of the biggest beneficiaries of the coaching change. I think he's enjoying how he's playing individually. I think he's more proud and feeling more of an achievement for him individually the results have been kind of better albeit irrelevant um i'm hoping for cole bassett to be a happier more upbeat better version of himself on an improved rapids team that's able to make the playoffs in 2024
1: Cool, cool and then um the other question my smart handsome co-host asks i just looked him up rafael navarro is he a flop or is it too
0: early Uh, first of all, his name is pronounced Rafael Navajo in all of his videos where he's been asked to speak English. He's actually referred to the rapids as tapids. I guess that's how they say it in Portuguese. R.A. is H.A. But, um, Uh, he's done a lot of really good work off the ball and basically all of the striker things that you would ask of your forward other than the final third he's done a really good job of physicality against center backs especially when he's outnumbered as a lone striker has been really good he's been starved of possession Finn he's gotten like we're we're talking scraps he has made beef stroganoff out of some really moldy lemons that Cole Bassett and Calvin Harris and Danny Danny Wilson are feeding to him up top as well and usually doing that to where he doesn't have a lot of help around him. And so, and every single time that he's laid the ball off to a player in progressing the attack, he's gotten it to them either in a good area or where they can easily do something with it. He's made life easier for them. He's gotten a few opportunities in the final third. He hasn't finished those. He has, and most of the opportunities that he's getting, he's creating of his own accord. The system, the team is not yet functioning around him in ways that it had previously, say, with like Diego Rubio last season. Um, I still think he's doing a lot of really good work. Unlike Cole Bassett, his energy and his mentality and his body language have been really good. But yeah, I'm, I'm worried about him and Sidney Tavares in terms of them coming in. From abroad getting used to the season and this kind of being their acclimation period MLS to then hit the ground running in January and there's going to be a lot of Rapids fans who are super worried about what kind of player he is or can be with the Rapids and whether or not he will be worth that reported $4.5 million hashtag in or um. $4.5 $4.5 million price tag if he does not hit the ground running next year. And I don't like the the pressure is only going to mount if he goes this whole season, yeah. you know, the eight games yeah. that he'll end up playing without scoring a goal. Um, a winner against Houston would relieve, I think, a lot of pressure both for him and around him at the club.
1: Well, we will do our best to let that not happen. Quick question. Hypothetically speaking, let's say. Somebody. Made Stan Kroenke disappear. Would you rather him be buried in the mountains of Colorado, sunk in the Colorado River or stuffed into the hair
0: of Abubakar? Ooh, that is a good question. Lawless really likes his hair and he's cut his hair a little bit, so I'm not sure he's gonna fit and I don't want I don't want to do that to lawless. I don't want to put that 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 bad juju on lawless Abubakar. I think it would be well, the mountains would be I think a more proper resting place, uh, and more permanent one i think given that the club is named the rapids i think it would be incredibly appropriate to bury him in a river and then also the colorado river then flows through new mexico and arizona and then out through san diego as well so to expel him and the energy that he brings to an expansion team that will be directly competing with the colorado rapids when he is spat out into the pacific ocean near san diego california i think would be the most appropriate so yeah let's let's bury him in the Colorado and then let the let the snow melt wash him away here's the
1: thing if you put him in the river he's going to end up in parts of everybody in colorado new mexico arizona california because you're going to be drinking him you're going to be drinking a little crunky all right so matt let's let's talk about something that's probably not going to happen Tell how me. how how do you beat us aside from like an outbreak of covid or bad lasagna in houston how do you do it
0: Yeah, um, I think it's the the Rapids, I think, have been a lot better in transition. They haven't necessarily scored goals directly from that transition play, but that has then led to set piece opportunities. So I think the Rapids come in and especially even regardless of the fact that they didn't play that game on Wednesday and then are going to have some fresher legs compared to Houston coming back all the way from north of the border, our friends in Canada. Um, Yeah, I think the Rapids come in, they let. Houston have the ball they be really compact they try to frustrate them in terms of what they try to do versus numbers behind the ball and then they try to break out and transition you'll see at least one of the fullbacks get forward at times that'll probably be Andrew Gutman more so than Keegan Rosenberry and that front four that you'll see that'll probably be I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Chris Little given that they didn't play 90 minutes on Wednesday rolls out the same lineup that he would have for Dallas so Calvin Harris, Cole Bassett, um, Diego Rubio um, Brian Galvan and Rafael Navajo or maybe Kevin Cabral, some uh, four of those six guys will be in that front four. And then basically they'll have an initial position and assignment in terms of when they don't have the ball. And then as soon as they go out in transition, you know, it'll be go play and go try and find space and create opportunities for themselves, particularly in the wide roles. I think that's the best opportunity for it. As you saw against Austin, however, I still think that the Rapids will probably give up more opportunities, more Opportunities numerously and then more opportunities in terms of them being higher quality. And when you don't have Sebastian Driussi and Will Bruin misses the best opportunity of his season, you can get away with a one nil win. I don't know that we can count on Basi, Hector Herrera, Coco Caraskia, Griffin Dorsey, Colorado native, to do those same things as well. So it is still Griffin Dorsey, is,
1: Dorsey has been Fucking phenomenal this year.
0: Yeah, so it's a it is a flawed game plan where even though I think it sets up to the Rapids' strengths, and the longer it goes nil nil, will continue to advantage the Rapids. I still think from that game state, Houston will be able to have success and get opportunities. And if Houston is able to finish, that will be problematic for the Rapids, and the Rapids will probably not win. I do not have officially to put it on the record. I don't know if you're going to ask me for a prediction I am. in a minute. Um, for, well, for right now, I'll say I do not have the Rapids winning this game.
1: So I, you mentioned set pieces. I'm going to tell you this. Our back line, Teenage Deve 6-2, Mikhail 6-3, Sviachenko 6-1 or 6-2. And then there's Franco Escobar. Then you got Herrera, who's, what is he, five eleven? We have a massive back line now. Like, we are very big back there. Um, I will say this. Herrera has quietly been a goal-scoring threat. I mean, Bossy is our little creator. He's, he's tits from the penalty spot. Corey Baird is having arguably the best season of his career. Uh, I Griffin, agree. Griffin Dorsey. The only person in the world that thought Griffin Dorsey was going to be good was my co-host, and he was right. We were all wrong. But we have, we have a lot of players, and the possession-based stuff, it's worked. And I think counterattacking football is really the only chance you have because, yes, we went to Montreal, and, yes, we lost. But we rotated, I think it was like eight players. I mean, we didn't, we didn't play a lot of our starters. So we do have fresh legs. Not as fresh as y'all. Mm-hmm. I know at the same time, the rumor is <clears throat> that the boys checked into the hotel in Montreal at 3 a.m. So obviously there was some, some shithousery and some tomfoolery on the parts of uh, Air Canada. But uh how do we beat you man i think if we just play our game and our we play our starters our defense is stout we have we have the best home defense in the league i think we've allowed mm-hmm. it's a it's a ridiculous amount of goals allowed it's like 3 i don't remember the number but it's it's very low and at home it's very tough and you are going to be coming you have the advantage playing in high altitude okay so your your blood is you know your endurance is there but it's mm-hmm. so it's even saturday it's going to be hot it's going to be 75 but it's going to be 80% 90% humidity yeah so it's going to it's going to feel like like, when I was in Denver, they were tripping. Man, it's 89 degrees. It's hot as shit. I'm out there. Yeah. In shorts. I'm out there. I'm like, yo, I'm in pants. I'm cold.
0: Yeah. Like, it's... Uh... ninety. 90's rough for us, and we don't do humidity. It's dry mountain air up here. Um, And then just the, the other thought that I had for you, Finn, was... I, I think there's an argument that the most important, like, player performance that you're getting in terms of the Rapids attack is Steve Clark, MLS After Dark, Butterfinger Hands. So that might be the most critical um, thing. So it, I think it, it's he not leaves, good. Does,
1: doesn't he lead the league in clean sheets right now?
0: Uh, you might be right, but I mean, you know, I... I will give Steve I'm not a Steve Clark hater, but just the from the time that I watched him, at least important yeah. Portland, he could be he could single handedly be the reason why the team still has a clean sheet and then single handedly fumble the bag as well, literally and metaphorically. But I just I think he's been very good this season. I thought he was good in the Open Cup. I do not think he will fumble the bag on Saturday.
1: Matt, he didn't play in the Open Cup. That's why he was good. Oh,
0: oh, it was all it was all Tarbell. <laughs> Clark did play like and they gave it a Tarbell in the end. But
1: like uh, my only thing, with Steve Clark, is the fucking hair he looks like a homeless version of marvel's hawkeye like i'm looking i'm like jesus like it's like you forgot your bow and arrow you stopped working out you're still depressed that your family disintegrated into dust get it together Stephen. uh dude you mentioned okay. gutman, gutman and rosenberry i those sound like guys i would have do my taxes yes that's, that's a great law for like a accounting for me here at gutman and rosenberry we make sure you get the most from your tax returns
0: uh rosenberry so and gutman okay
1: Rosen Rosenberry? Rosenberg? What is it? Rosenberry. Rosenberry. That's what I said, isn't it? Did I say Rosenberg? Yeah. Did I, I say think, no, did
0: I, You I said, said it, Rosenberry the first time and then misheard and thought it was Rosenberg? Did yeah. I
1: say Rosenberg? Rosenberg and Gutman.
0: All right. So lineup predictions.
1: I'm gonna go first. Okay. Clark and goal. Left back Franco Escobar. Ah. Let's do this. Ah left back Franco Escobar. Left center back Mikhail. Right center back Eric Sviachenko. My favorite fucking Viking. Right back, Griffin Dorsey, midfield of Artur, Herrera, and Coco Kereskia. Up top, you're going to see Bossi, Baird, and Nelson Kenyonis. How do you guys deal with pace? How are your right and left back? Because ours are fast. Our, our wings are fast.
0: Uh, Gutman on the Rapids' left. Your right is very fast, but albeit adventurous, so he has good recovery speed. Keegan Rosenberry is the more stay-at-home. He doesn't necessarily have the speed, but he has really good defensive positioning to kind of account for that. He hasn't been super great at that this season. Um, is I see on your right
1: if... is he your right back?
0: Yeah. Uh, yes. The so Keegan one? Rose. So yeah, right. Yeah. Your left.
1: He's gonna deal with Kenyones and Kenyones is extremely fast. So that could be something we exploit. But I mean, you might see Ibrahim Aliyu, who, like you were talking about, Rafael Navahu. Yes. He, uh, uh Ibrahim is a under 22 U, U22 initiative from Nigeria, and he he passes the eye test. His finishing has not been great, but his hold up play, his strength for being 21 years old is phenomenal. And guess what? He is hands down the fastest player on our club. And if we run him out, which we won't, it'll be bared. But I'd like to see, uh, I would like to see Kenyonis, Ibrahim and Baird because Baird's not the fastest, but he he will challenge you. And with Dorsey coming Colorado's,
0: behind him, Colorado's had trouble with more poetry, fox in the box kind of guys. Brian yeah. White had his way at times uh, a week ago with uh, when Vancouver came to DSG. So um, I would not be a Corey Baird will get a really good opportunity in this game at some point if he plays 90 minutes. But
1: I mean Aaliyah is a lot like Stifler from American Pie. He has trouble scoring. <laughs> he's he's he he's had some opportunities, man, like some clear cut chances. And it's like, what are you doing? Like why'd you do that? But uh all right, who who do, who are you guys running out against us? What's your formation? We're gonna go four three three, possibly four, two, three, one. But you're gonna see four uh, at the back. And it will morph it will morph into a three at the back when Dorsey pushes high up the field
0: base formation i think will still be a 4-2-3-1 i think that chris little will go unchanged from the lineup plan that he had um from dallas so it will be marco Ilicic in goal william Yarbrough is still out uh back for from left to right andrew gutman um <laughs> the first uh first partner that we have andreas McShu, our danish center back and then i think it'll be uh, I think you go Lawless for the speed, given what you had just said with what Keegan Rosenberry is going to deal with. And then Keegan Rosenberry on the right in the double pivot, uh, Connor Ronan at the six. He's done a really a job filling in for Jack Price this season. And then Cole Bassett, who we already talked about yep. in the three. I'm going to go Diego Rubio at the 10. We're going to need pace to match with pace. So I think it will be Calvin Harris on the left. He's had a really good partnership with um with uh with Andrew Gutman and then I think it'll either be Brian Galvan but I'm going to go with Luis Diaz formerly of Columbus Crew I on the right him. And then Navajo up top. And then I think if you're looking at substitutions, then I think your first guys off the bench would be a Ralph Preso, a defensive midfielder who's going to try to lock things down in the midfield for either Ronan or Bassett, maybe a shape change. Brian Galvan uh, to be really good on the ball in the attack. And then your other attacker off the bench would be Kevin Cabral, who is, um, I guess, the, uh, the equivalent to Albert Elise if Albert Elise was completely a bust and then didn't get sold for a bunch of money. That's the thing
1: is he didn't get sold for a bunch of money. We took a hit on him because they waited too long. By the way, we also have a Dane at the center back, and I think our Dane is better than yours. Sviatchenko is a Dane as well.
0: I would agree. This season, yes. God, he's so This, I mean, Celtic, Michelin.
1: Oh, he's so good. God, he's so good. We have a handsome team, too. Like We look good. I think the ugliest player on our pitch is Hector Herrera. I do. Maybe it's just my hatred of El Tree. I don't know. Mm,
0: big nose, kind of weird head. Yeah, does he have I haven't
1: seen it close of him. Is I, I, he... I think he uses just for Hector,
0: just for Hector. Like I could yeah. see him doing
1: a just for men commercial here. You know, uh, I could see it. So, match prediction. You said you don't have you beating us. <clears throat> yes. So, so what are you thinking, Matt?
0: I think it will be a Houston two-one win. I, I think Houston that. will score in the first half breaking down the Rapids' stout defense that just has a you know a handful of small minor errors on the Rapids part and someone getting a really big opportunity and being able to finish that. I think that the Rapids will be able to have some joy in transition and they'll equalize and then it'll turn into a bit of a transition game in the final 20 minutes and Houston will come out for that. Um Kokosketaskia uh absolutely scares the crap out of me Finn he has always played well against Colorado particularly in um in Houston and then correct me if i'm wrong he was not available for the game this summer right he was still at gold cup am i he was at that gold correctly? cup and he
1: he came back a different man
0: yeah so um I, and i remember that um after the game before um, so we were, This was post-game media availability The game before which I believe was the 2-1 win Over FC Dallas, you're welcome um, And Keegan Rosenberry had mentioned You know, I just saw the, the result in Gold Cup, so looking ahead to Houston No Coco Keraskia is going to Help us, but I've seen it in Preseason, I've seen it in regular season In Houston and in Colorado Every single, I, I feel like I can't remember Coco Keraskia having a bad Game against the Rapids And given that the stability That you've seen in midfield and particularly defensively. He could unlock that. Hector Herrera could unlock that. This team with the ball and the way that they're able to move the ball will disorganize the Rapids' defense, and at some point, someone will be in a bad position or be caught ball-watching. That will lead to space, and that will break things open. Go watch the three goals that were, or the particularly the first two goals that the Rapids conceded a couple weeks ago at Portland. I could absolutely see one of those goals being scored by Houston on Saturday. Yeah,
1: yeah. I uh, I just Googled Eric Sviyachenko, and look in the chat. That's what popped up. Look at that. That's not Eric Sviatchenko. Who is that? Looks like a UFC fighter.
0: I have no idea who, who is that.
1: that? I'll do a funny tweet. All right. So my prediction, man. I the legs, the the legs, and the the rest. You guys had worry me, but I'm gonna go two 0 Dynamo. I think we keep our home field dominance. Um, I think that possession wise, it's gonna be almost a two to one match. I think you guys. That's fair. I would say shots on target, you're going to get them. I would say five or less, uh, but I don't think. Uh, I just think with our defense, that Sviatchenko was rested, so was Mikhail. Mm-hmm. So I mean, our, our big two in the back, and Hector Hector didn't even travel.
0: Hector didn't even travel. Okay, no,
1: neither Sviatchenko. Mm-hmm. He was teaching Hector how to make a strudel, and Hector was teaching him how to make pasole. Pasole? I don't know. Tamales. Did Basle uh, play? he did he did play a little bit he got a uh i love him he's such a shit starter. he got a yellow card for for being moroccan and french <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know,
1: pro referees hate moroccans
0: they like the french. he and uh, he and abubakar, i i would love to have them mic'd up with a real-time translator that banter will not be safe for work
1: oh, we got Hadebe is zimbabwe ali is nigerian abubakar is from ghana and, uh, yes, yeah. So we could, we could have, we have like the Af- African cup of nations right now on the field. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's
0: do it. The the potluck that they would have post game, uh, Lal Bakar's rice stew, jambala rice, knock your socks off.
1: I would need Zantec, Tums, <laughs> and a toilet nearby
0: because I would try all of it. I when I try
1: new foods, I eat too much. Like the first time I ate Indian food, I didn't feel right for like six days. Like I didn't, I've never eaten that much curry in my life. And I didn't eat Indian food again for, wait for it, 17 years. And now guess what? I'm so into the Indian culture that I'm dating an Indian woman. I know she's from the hood. She is. She grew up in one of the roughest parts of Houston and she's got fucking blue eyes. She's very exotic looking, Matt. All right. But uh, yeah, I don't know how. said donate me. for looks though. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Look, Matt, I'm All just, right. I'm just, I'm so damaged from my last relationship. I'm, I just don't feel anything. It's great. I just work out a lot and read and eat healthy and I hang out with my kids. little selfish things, but uh, offer still there was, if you want one.
0: Was was your ex the Colorado Rapids by chance? Fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, if, if my,
0: damaged. <laughs> I just want to eat healthy, hang out with my kids and go outside in nature.
1: If my ex was, if my ex was a club, she'd be Millwall in the eighties. Now, sweetheart, if you're listening, that means you're fucking nuts. Okay. You can Google Millwall Riot. Do it. There's been two of them. You know about Millwall, right? I, I, yes. Oh, I'm familiar with your face when I said that, you're like, oh shit. Yeah, yes. you know. You know. Uh but Matt, that is that's that's gonna do it for you and I. Dude, look, uh, thanks for coming on. This was fun. Thanks for having me.
0: No, fantastic. Oh, we- a little longer, a little bit meandering, but I I feel like we're friends now, Finn. I feel like we could, I feel like we go to a soccer bar and talk about soccer and not end up fighting each other, regardless of uh, the Rapids getting jobbed by the officials on Saturday when they lose. Dude, I uh, I'm not a fighter anymore. Now I just give hugs. Okay,
1: lots lots of hugs, big big hugs, real tight ones. Uh, <laughs> so uh guys, that's gonna do it for me. Matt, tell them where they can find you on social media and uh, your podcast.
0: Yeah, um, for those of you still paying attention to the X twitter bird app, whatever the heck we're calling it right now, um, at LWS Matt Pollard for the podcast. You can check us out uh, whatever podcast you're listening to Dynapod on right now. Um, just search holding the high line. You'll find us. Uh, there was a long conversation about FC Dallas that now is no longer relevant. But I think our comments on what we're looking at for the Houston game and the Chris Little effect that we've seen certainly still valid. And all of my written work you can find on BurgundyWave.com as well. Yeah. Um, Finn, I, I have to ask. There's no weather expected, right? The Dallas game was the sixth game of the season. For what? Rapids. Yeah. What? What happened? Did it, did it snow? What was it? Uh, no. It was just it was just lightning, and then it went so late that they like they couldn't get the game started until like after one a.m. So they just said at ten p.m. Like, okay, we're not playing it. So, so, so here's the, here's the here's the outlook
1: for Saturday. Saturday, it's going to be a uh, game time about uh, sixty nine degrees, with nice. pro- probably still eighty to ninety percent humidity a zero percent chance of precipitation, and winds yes! coming. Winds coming, blowing southwest at thirteen miles per hour.
0: Okay, I'll. I will. I will so. take that. Oh, wait, I'm bad. done with. I'm. I'm done with the lightning. I'm done with the. Um, you know the. Cobra, you know, Destructor, or or uh, Dr. Mindbender's um, weather dominator just has decided this year that they hate the Rapids. Um, they've had six games delayed uh, from kickoff. They've had three that's been rescheduled. Hurricane Hillary messed up a game with LAFC as well. If we're going to have a weather delay, Finn, It's got to be because of snow, not because of lightning and rain and all this Cascadia, Texas summer weather and everything. I'm done with it. I can't wait for the season to be over. But if we have a snow class to go against RSL and Navajo scores his first goal and wins 1-0, I'm not going to say it's all going to be worth it. But then I know if they're winning that game that the Rapids aren't winning the wooden spoon. And that's a lot better considering where the club was the last time they played Houston.
1: Well, here's what I know about the weather here. I fucking forgot what I was going to say. (laughs) <laughs> i forgot oh no i did look when i was growing up we didn't have lightning delays we just played they're like fuck it that you gave the you gave the worst player on the team the longest the long metal pole and said go stand over there <laughs> away from the other kids they also they also locked us in cars and we didn't die like in the summer they'd leave us in cars we just got hot the damnedest they didn't even look for us when we were missing they're like he'll be back in two days has it been 72 hours no wait longer report him then fuck but guys, uh that's it for the Houston Dynapod podcast. Like, share, rate, review, subscribe. Uh I really wish you guys had beaten the shit out of Dallas on Wednesday, because I, I don't like them. I hate I hate the other team more that's in Texas, but I dislike that they blocked me for a while. Mm. Those soft minded women. Excuse four me. Four points from Austin women.
0: this season. So you know, four of the Rapids twenty six points this year have come from Austin. Um and they're already beaten the, the Colorado Rapids are currently undefeated against the Texas teams. that's uh, gonna change. Brought, Draw at Austin, win versus Austin, win versus Dallas. TBD on at Dallas, draw at Houston. But yeah, I, 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 I think that streak will come to an end. Um, I hope so. Yeah, but I by the not, transitive.
1: Pro- I hope you win the rest of the games except for us. Yeah,
0: but considering the win over Austin uh, on the night of nil nil between Houston and Dallas, Finn, I think we can say by the transitive property that Texas is not green. Texas is burgundy and blue.
1: Wait, Texas is orange, player.
0: Well, I mean, but Austin won Austin won Copateas, right? Oh,
1: nobody gives a shit about that but them.
0: No one cares? Okay. Dude,
1: look, here's what we care about, I'll be honest. We care about real trophies and we care about El Capitan, which went to Dallas because we drew and drew, and because they won it last year, they got
0: to keep it. It's but the same rule with Rocky stupid. Mountain Cup, and it's so stupid.
1: It should go to nobody. They should put it in okay. fucking they should Austin
0: it, is Burgundy and blue. Austin
1: is I, I wish just I wish Austin would we give it back to Mexico actually then they probably might actually field a decent team so keep keep austin weird and in the bottom of the table guys i'm finn that's been matt uh, i'll see you guys <laughs> i'll see hopefully i'll see you at galveston bay on the 13th uh and as always go Dynamo. the far post. can he get a shot off it's ferreira to get his second yes he does goes in off the hands of jt marsinkowski sebas Ferrera has picked up the second it's four to two houston dynamo Big shout-out to my favorite band, Familiar With Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's Familiar With Failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool-ass people.